Hello and welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO Radio, the messenger of good news. Very glad to have you along this morning. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Well, today a look at a well-known section of Holy Scripture from Luke chapter 9, where Jesus fed the 5,000. It's a miracle indeed, especially when you consider that there were really many more people there than just 5,000. That number refers to the number of men. But if you were to count in the women and you were to count in the potentially the children, there could have been over 10,000 people present. Wow. Indeed, Jesus is the bread of life. He feeds your body and he feeds your soul with the necessary nutrients from God for you to be able to keep going throughout your life. So let's see what happened. Jesus had sent out the apostles and he told them to depart and go into the villages, preaching the gospel. This was their missionary tour, healing everyone, which they did. But the apostles are human. Uh, they, uh, like you and me, need rest. They need relaxation so they can continue their travels and their witnessing for the Lord. So Jesus took them to a rather remote place where they could withdraw from all the populace and all the comings and all the goings. He took them to the town of Bethsaida. Bethsaida was located on the northeast shore of the Sea of Galilee. And when the crowds learned of this, of course, they wanted to follow him, and they did. And Jesus welcomed them, spoke to them of the kingdom of God, cured those who had need of healing. And the scripture states that the day began to wear away. And the 12 disciples came to Jesus and said to him, send the crowd away to go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and to get provisions, for we are in a desolate place. When you think about it, it would be natural that the disciples would say this to Jesus. What in the world are you going to do with all those people in the crowd? They must be hungry. They do need something to eat. But Jesus answered them with a statement that they simply were not expecting. He said to them, you give them something to eat. Why did he say that? Well, I think he was testing them to see what they would do. And you can just picture the disciples at this point looking at one another and realizing that all the food they had was five barley loaves and two fish. So they thought about that, and then they said to Jesus, well, the other option, unless we are to go and buy food in town for all these people. So you can imagine them talking to themselves back and forth. Really, neither option seemed to be a choice. On the one hand, not enough food. On the other, not enough food from the town either. They couldn't possibly purchase enough to feed all those thousands of people, nor would they have enough money to do so as well. And Jesus said, have them sit down in groups of about 50. And so they did. Now, I'd be willing to wager that the disciples were wondering just what in the world was going to happen here. And this is what Jesus did. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he said a blessing over them. And then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And the scripture says, and they all ate and were satisfied. Wow. Again, potentially over 10,000 people, including women and children, they were all satisfied. There's your miracle right there. And so you say to yourself, how can that be? Uh, how can that possibly be? Since five barley loaves and two fish 
would only be enough for a very few people, maybe 10 people. And yet, not only did they get food and were completely satisfied, there were leftovers. There were 12 baskets of leftovers after feeding thousands of people. With five barley loaves and two fish? That's right. It's a miracle. And this account of the feeding of the 5,000 is just another example showing forth the complete certainty that Jesus Christ is God, because nobody else besides the Almighty could possibly pull something like this off. Indeed, Jesus Christ is Almighty. He's risen from the dead. And as your alive Lord, he stands ready to help you with all of your needs. And he's the one who once said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. That doesn't mean that he'll necessarily multiply your food at your summer barbecue. <laughs> not that he couldn't. He could, but he desires you to trust him, even if he doesn't wow you with some fantastic manifestation of his greatness and glory. The scriptures encourage you and me to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will bring it to pass. There was once a man on a jetliner who was quietly reading his pocket New Testament. And there was a gentleman that was sitting right next to him who noticed this. And he said, you know what? I don't go much for this business of religion. I, I just don't see any sense in following a Christ who's been dead for 2,000 years. What did you say? Asked the first man. Christ dead? Well, that couldn't possibly be. I was just talking to him a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, spend time talking with the God of the universe. And when a dilemma or a situation presents itself to you, you're naturally going to want to go to the Lord first and ask for his help and request his counsel. Indeed, the disciples in Luke chapter 9 did not do that. They thought they only had two choices. They were just looking at a human solution to their dilemma. You're tuned in to Moments of Assurance Weekend right here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'll be back after these messages. Welcome back to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson talking with you this morning about Jesus feeding the 5,000, feeding those thousands of people with five barley loaves and two fish. That was really something. The disciples had a dilemma. They, uh, they could either try to feed the crowd with those five barley loaves and two fish or go into town and try to purchase enough for all those people. That was their dilemma. They didn't know what to do, but there was their Lord and Master Jesus right in front of them to provide the answer for them. They had failed to turn to the Lord first. How about you this morning? Have you realized that the answer is right in front of you? Do you turn to the Lord first and ask for his help before anything else? The scripture states, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You know, there's another verse that comes to mind as well. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. 
to all who call upon him in truth. So he's right there with you right now as God. The Apostle Paul has written to the church at Philippi, the Lord is near, be anxious for nothing. And yet, I mean, if you'd be honest, and me too, you'd have to admit that you don't always turn to him in prayer and request his help from the sanctuary. That's where it comes from, from God, from heaven, the sanctuary. And why is it? Why is it? What is it that keeps you and me from having that sense of the Lord's nearness? So much so in our lives that we turn to him first. St. Paul has written that in all things, Christ might have the preeminence. And yet you and I don't always regard him as being in that top spot slot. And that's because it's only your nature and mine to want to be in that position, to be in control. That's the sinful eye inside of you and me that wants to be on top. The sinful eye looks only to man-made human solutions to life, just like the disciples. It was either buy barley loaves and two fish, or it was going into town. It was the one, or it was the other. If they went into town, they would have to purchase food for all those people. But the Holy Spirit motivates the new man inside of you through your baptism to look to the Lord as being on top instead, instead of you. So there's this constant struggle between what the flesh wants and what the spirit wants. The flesh wants you to be on the top of your game as the primary problem solver in life, seeking an earthly solution for any dilemma that presents itself. But the spirit wants the Lord, who has already won the game of life, to be recognized as being on top. Because after all, that is his position. He is on top of the whole universe because all things were created through him. And yet, unfortunately, still, there is this constant flesh and spirit battle that goes on throughout your life, sin being the root problem. It looks only to the earth. It looks only to self. You know, the ancient Greeks had a legend that Narcissus, the son of the river god, had fallen in love with himself after seeing his image in a pool of water. And a seer had told his mother that her son must never see himself if he were to mature into manhood. And for this reason, everything that threw off a reflection, such as metal, was removed. But one day, he found a spring that formed a pool filled with crystal clear water. As Narcissus stooped to drink, he saw his reflection in the pool. And he fell desperately in love with himself. And seeking to embrace himself, he fell into the water and drowned. <laughs> See, that's the danger of the self taking over. The end result is you could lose your faith in Jesus Christ. You could be lost. No, the self must be put down, must be conquered every single day. I can recall when I was a child growing up, I would sometimes play a tug of war with a friend. So I would tug from one side of the rope, and my friend would be the one tugging on the other side of the rope. And as you might guess, the stronger one won. Well, in Jesus Christ, and by faith in him, the stronger one has already won. He suffered. He died on Calvary's cross, taking your place and giving you the key to heaven when he rose again from the dead. And his holy word, as you go to it, gives to you that tug of war strength to win over the sinful eye with the spirit on top. You turn to the Lord first. That's what you're going to want to do before any other solution. I mean, after all, he put you first when he suffered and died in your place on Calvary. The disciples had the solution 
right in front of them at the feeding of the 5,000. Through the Lord's word and his precious sacraments, the solution is right in front of you as well this very day. Thanks for being along this morning for Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.